0: Good morning, from Braille in Columbus, this is Transformation Radio. I want you as you are, not as you ought to be. Won't you lay down your guard? my heart to see If you want October twentieth. Now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, we'll be looking today into the book of 1 Timothy, chapter 5, verses 1 through 25. What causes problems in churches? Often it's people not getting along with each other. Brothers and sisters do not always dwell together in unity, even though that's God's will. Paul suggests that we treat other people the way we would treat members of our own family. If the older people complain about things, deal with them as you would your father or mother, and accept the younger believers as brothers and sisters. This is simply a call to love others as God loves you. Now, Not everybody who asks for help should receive it. That's right. Charity should begin at home, and church leaders must exercise discernment lest they create more problems than they solve. Sometimes trouble comes because we believe reports that cannot be verified, or we show partiality, or we make decisions before getting the facts. Not every church member has a character as good as his or her reputation, so take care. And with that, we begin today's reading in the New Testament. October 20th, 1 Timothy chapter 5 verses 1 through 25. Never speak harshly to an older man, but appeal to him respectfully as though he were your own father. Talk to the younger men as you would to your own brothers. Treat the older women as you would your mother, and treat the younger women with all purity as your own sisters. The church should care for any widow who has no one else to care for her. But if she has children or grandchildren, their first responsibility is to show godliness at home and repay their parents by taking care of them. This is something that pleases God very much. But a woman who is a true widow, one who is truly alone in this world, has placed her hope in God. Night and day she asks God for help and spends much time in prayer that the widow who lives only for pleasure is spiritually dead. Give these instructions to the church so that the widows you support will not be criticized. But those who won't care for their own relatives, especially those living in the same household, have denied what we believe. Such people are worse than unbelievers. A widow who is put on the list for support must be a woman who is at least 60 years old and was faithful to her husband she must be well respected by everyone because of the good she has done has she brought up her children well has she been kind to strangers has she served other christians humbly has she helped those who are in trouble has she always been ready to do good the younger widows should not be on the list because their physical desires will overpower their devotion to christ and they will want to remarry. Then they would be guilty of breaking their previous pledge. Besides, they are likely to become lazy and spend their time gossiping from house to house, getting into other people's business, and saying things they shouldn't. So I advise these younger widows to marry again, have children, and take care of their own homes. Then the enemy will not be able to say anything against them. For I'm afraid that some of them have already gone astray. And now follow Satan. If a Christian woman has relatives who are widows, she must take care of them and not put the responsibility on the church. Then the church can care for widows who are truly alone. Elders who do their work well should be paid well, especially those who work hard at both preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, Do not keep an ox from eating as it treads out the grain. And in another place, Those who work deserve their pay. Do not listen to complaints against an elder unless there are two or three witnesses to accuse him. Anyone who sins should be rebuked in front of the whole church so that others will have a proper fear of God. I solemnly command you, in the presence of God and Christ Jesus and the holy angels, to obey these instructions without taking sides or showing special favor to anyone. Never be in a hurry about appointing an elder. Do not participate in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. Don't drink only water. You ought to drink a little wine for the sake of your stomach, because you are sick so often. Remember that some people lead sinful lives, and everyone knows they will be judged. But there are others whose sin will not be revealed until later. In the same way, everyone knows how much good some people do. But there are others whose good deeds won't be known until later. Yeah. My name is Josh Singleton, and I'm phasing up to phase two today. Uh, I I just want to wish the guys down on the farm good luck and live one day at a time. God has done some amazing things through my life the last 30 days. So like I said, just live one day at a time, and I'll see you guys Thursday. 89. God made a covenant with David that he would always have a descendant on his throne and that the Davidic line would rule forever. But Ethan the Ezraite had a problem. One of the Davidic kings had been defeated in war and had lost his throne. It seemed to Ethan that God had broken his covenant and that God was not faithful to his people. Faithfulness is a key word in this psalm. God's faithfulness is seen from generation to generation among His people, in creation, among the nations, and toward David and his family. Ethan knew all of this because he knew the Scriptures. But recent events seem to deny the truthfulness of the covenant and the faithfulness of the Lord. Ethan's problem was caused by spiritual short-sightedness. The ultimate fulfillment of the Davidic covenant is in Jesus Christ, the Son of David and he will reign forever. God's faithfulness does not fail. When Jeremiah viewed the destruction of Jerusalem, he may have felt as Ethan did when the king was defeated and dethroned. Instead of questioning God's faithfulness, Jeremiah reaffirmed it. Great is your faithfulness. Never judge God's faithfulness on the basis of what you see or how you feel, because his promises do not Fail. Psalm 89, verses 14-37 through 37. Your throne is founded on two strong pillars, righteousness and justice. Unfailing love and truth walk before you as attendants. Happy are those who hear the joyful call to worship, for they will walk in the light of your presence, Lord. They rejoice all day long in your wonderful reputation. They exult in your righteousness. You are their glorious strength. Our power is based on your favor. Yes, our protection comes from the Lord, and He, the Holy One of Israel, has given us our King. You once spoke in a vision to your prophet and said, I have given help to a warrior. I have selected him from the common people to be king. I have found my servant David." I have anointed him with my holy oil. I will steady him, and I will make him strong. His enemies will not get the best of him, nor will the wicked overpower him. I will beat down his adversaries before him and destroy those who hate him. My faithfulness and unfailing love will be with him, and he will rise to power because of me. I will extend his rule from the Mediterranean Sea in the west to the Tigris and Euphrates rivers in the east. And he will say to me, You are my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. I will make him my firstborn son, the mightiest king on earth. I will love him and be kind to him forever. My covenant with him will never end. I will preserve an heir for him. His throne will be as endless as the days of heaven. But if his sons forsake my law and fail to walk in my ways, if they do not obey my decrees and fail to keep my commands, then I will punish their sin with the rod, and their disobedience with beating. But I will never stop loving him, nor let my promise to him fail. No, I will not break my covenant. I will not take back a single word I said. I have sworn an oath to David, and in my holiness I cannot lie. His dynasty will go on forever. His throne is as secure as the sun, as eternal as the moon, my faithful witness in the sky. Proverbs 25, verses 25-27 through 27. Good News From Far Away is like cold water to the thirsty. If the godly compromise with the wicked, it is like polluting a fountain or muddying a spring. Just as it is not good to eat too much honey, it is not good for people to think about all the honors they deserve. From the hay It's just another war Just another family torn for listening to this morning's Transformation Radio. Have a great day.